On this episode of the Commercial Break, I knew I better enter fast. I knew I wanted to stick my dick in the envelope. That's what I knew. <laughs> I knew I better enter fast. So I finished my dozen Krispy Kremes, and I went to the post office and I got myself some two cent stamps. And then I sent in, I sent it back in, and then before you know it, I'm $10 million richer. I lost my wife and all my children. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, yeah, cats and kittens, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and beautiful co-host, the Director of Aviation Services, Chris and Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Okay, I want to do an update from the last episode. Because remember I was telling you at the very end of the episode that someone had left a comment on one of our like on one of yes. the reviews saying that Brian had appeared on a Patreon episode of I don't fucking know what the name of the podcast is and I don't care. But we were confused. We were confused because I'd never shown up on this podcast. I I don't I didn't even know the name of the podcast they were talking about. So in my inevitable internet research about this <laughs> podcast and exactly what they do and who they are, I figured out that it's a wrestling podcast. I think it's there's so many. The name is so ubiquitous that there are literally a million podcasts with the exact same name. Okay. So first dumb mistake you made is that you didn't spell out which version of that particular name <laughs> of the podcast. There are 30 of them. And so how would anybody know which one to go to? Number two is I think I identified that it's a wrestling podcast that's only had like 17 episodes, but they were literally five years ago that these 17 episodes came out and they've rebooted the show. Same name, different RSS feed, different uh, d- different cover art. And what they did is they went around to almost every comedy podcast out there, and they put the exact same review, which was five star, loved the show, loved the... So-and-so was very yeah, funny. In her insert name here, mm-hmm. they were very funny on the Patreon episode of this, hoping that they could get someone, you know, catfished essentially into their Patreon. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. <laughs> I know that the commercial break is not a good podcast. I understand that. I get it. I, I'm, I, I'm, we're not dumb over here. We, we actually we are dumb over here, but we're not that. According dumb. to my IQ yeah, test. according to my according to Chrissy's IQ test, <laughs> zero zero point zero, Mister Blutowski. Uh, but we're not that dumb, and so what? We this, just play one on the podcast. Yeah, we just play dummies on the podcast. <laughs> I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night, though. Uh, so these people didn't leave the name of the, like, they didn't leave any identifying information as to where you would find this supposed podcast on Patreon. And I don't think anyone's dumb enough to go sign up for your Patreon just because you left a comment and a review, because I got news for you. We love the reviews and we're likely the only ones that are reading them. So no one else reads, who the fuck reads reviews? Yeah, we read them all. I read them all. I read everybody else's reviews too. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't say that. Don't do that. It's like reading other people's reviews is like a good, it's a good uh, guidepost as where you should go and where you shouldn't go. When I see a big controversy blow up on another comedy podcast in the comments, in the the reviews, I'm like, don't go there. Mm -hmm. Hence the reasons we now only do Frankie B and Mountain Monsters (laughs) because everything else is too hot to handle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it uh but you didn't win this time my friend you may have gotten your review in and I, there's nothing i can do about that but if you see on our reviews if you're one of the one people who actually read reviews of a podcast 
and you see that it says that I appeared on another podcast, I have never appeared on another. I haven't appeared on another podcast in years. So don't get fooled. Don't be fooled into going to that wrestling podcast's <laughs> Patreon. I don't want to see them make the money. However, I don't hate the player. Somebody I just, was trying a little guerrilla marketing. They, you know, hey, listen, you got, I guess you got to give them a little bit of credit for the guerrilla marketing. But don't go over there. Don't pay them $5 to not hear me. <laughs> if you want to hear me, just turn on one of the 600,000 episodes of the commercial break. For free. Literally for free. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. You don't have to pay anybody. We tried Patreon. You guys wouldn't pay for it. So... Well, we thought that they wouldn't accept. Remember, you didn't actually check the email box. That That's true. Stuff was coming to. So, <laughs> we shut it down. We were like, nobody's doing. Nobody's, nobody's coming listening. Here. Yeah. And then you know, like a year later, you said, "Oh, uh, I did check that email." Oh, yeah. and people. <laughs> About a year ago, we started realizing that some people were writing in and saying, "I would do an ad-free version of the show on Patreon." And I was like, yeah, it's just a, it came and went. It was a good idea back then. We don't like it anymore. <laughs> it's too much effort. I don't want to put all that effort into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you remember we were doing two fucking episodes for like a week? We did two. Yeah, we did. That's how we started off. <laughs> we did one episode on Tuesdays, I think it was. And then we moved to Wednesdays because we couldn't manage to get up on Mondays and do the show. <laughs> Oh, we changed it to Wednesday. <laughs> and then we did a second episode for Patreon only. And I think there's like four episodes of that. But you can really tell. Or This is what we would do. We would end the show and we'd be like, we're going to continue the conversation over on Patreon. <laughs> and then we were literally as boring as we could be for 20 minutes. And then we turned it off. It's like the worst of we the tried worst. It, we tried a newsletter too. Remember that? Uh, the break room. <laughs> the break room. The break room where you get free content every week. So after Patreon failed, we were like, well, we'll just give it to them for free, but they have to sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> I think we had many happies from uh, many uh, potential scammers right. of the commercial break that, that wanted our break room. Many happies. <laughs> Your podcast is many happies. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Your podcast is many happies, too. I'd like to appreciate you. <laughs> the break room was worse than Patreon yeah, because then we really didn't give a shit. No. We almost gave a shit when someone was going to pay $5 a month. <laughs> But we never gave a shot when no one was going to pay. We had one meeting about it. Yes. Where you were like, you come up with this content, I'll come up with this content, and then it never materialized. I wrote a story for that break room. I wrote like a funny thing, <laughs> a funny paragraph. I don't I don't think anybody opened the email. Wasn't it about the uh, the review on, uh, hold on, it's coming to me, oh. Amazon, the candy the candy, people The gummies. Yes, constipated. not constipated, the other thing. They were <laughs> okay. running right through them. Yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but for like a hot minute during the pandemic, everybody was getting the runs, and they supposedly from these Chinese gummies that were being sold on Amazon. So we bought some, and uh, my kids ate them. <laughs> uh, we never even followed through on the experiment. We're so bad. We are. Yeah, I was listening, watching this Instagram clip that we put on the other day, and it was like, I forget what I was saying. I was like, we do nothing. We're as lazy as we possibly can be. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what a rousing endorsement for our podcast. <laughs> We're mediocre, and we get even worse when you get our free stuff. <laughs> I think we get sidetracked. You think we get sidetracked. <laughs> My three-year-old kid has a better attention span than we do. We tried with the notebook, but... Do you know what know. happens is sometimes? Tina, is Tina helping with the notebook? Yeah, Tina's going to be in here tomorrow reviewing that notebook. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what happens sometimes, I've realized? I, I don't... You know, I, I used to listen to the show like three or four times. Like, we record an episode, and I listened to it three or four times because I edited the show right. forever and ever until last year when we got Christina, 
Um, and Christina has been wonderful, but what she's done is she's taken me out of the loop of listening to the show after we recorded. Essentially, mm-hmm. I don't listen to it very often. But when I was on vacation, I decided, well, let me listen to a few episodes and see where I think we can make improvements, right? <laughs> I'm making an effort. Well, everywhere. I, everywhere was the answer to that. That's right. <laughs> there wasn't one episode where I was like, ah, that's spectacular. I was kind of like, well, there was there was one thing I laughed at there. But you know what? I got frustrated with us. You know why I got frustrated with us? Why? Because we really do get distracted very easy. Mm-hmm. I'll be on a train of thought. You'll say something and we'll go off in a totally different direction. And I'm like, wait, I wanted to hear what I had to say on that subject. <laughs> I'm so interesting to myself that I wanted to know what I was thinking. (laughs) I don't even know what I was thinking because I didn't get the thought out. So, you know, listen, I don't think that's going to change. Look over here. Yeah. Hey, tiny thing over here. Squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel. (laughs) Who's that? Doug the dog from Up? (laughs) Squirrel. (laughs) I see a squirrel. (laughs) That was the best movie. Up, I do love that. Up movie. was the first Pixar mm. movie where I cried. I yeah. was like cried like a little baby. Oh my god, it's so emotional. It's so sweet. I got to be honest. The older I get, the more I like crying. I feel like I like crying. I, mm-hmm. I do. When something gets me, I just don't feel afraid anymore to no. cry. And that's why I'm a little nervous about going to see Barbie movie with Astrid. Because I know there's going to be a moment in there where I'm going to be like, "This is my daughter." Oh <laughs> god, the Barbie movie is going bananas. Barbenheimer or whatever they call it. Well, that's the other movie. No, but they call it Barbenheimer too together it's the biggest opening for cinema ever period in the sentence 450 million dollars made between these two movies i just think here in the united states if i'm not mistaken and it's barbie (laughs) could be i'm definitely mistaken but you know i'm gonna pretend like i know what i'm talking about (laughs) barbie and oppenheimer but that you know my brother went and saw barbie and uh, he said it was really good he said yeah, it was really good. Uh, our daughter went to go see it last night, and she yeah. said, said it was incredible. And they dressed up. They were all in their pink. Yeah, I'll wear and, a pink shirt. Why not? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, You're wearing I'm a pink not, shirt right now. Yeah, I'm wearing a pink shirt right now. I wear pink shirts all the time. I'm not afraid. No, I'm not afraid to go no. see Barbie. I'm not afraid he's going to turn my dick into a vagina. doesn't work <laughs> like that, guys. doesn't work like that. You can't turn your vagina, your dick into a vagina just by walking into the Barbie movie. You then have to sit through the entire thing. Then you turn into a vagina. That's right. So, and you know what? I'm going to give the vagina a chance because... You should. I know. It's Barbie. It's a wonderful world. What's not to like about the Barbie movie? That's what I was saying, too. I mean, it's so nostalgic um, for me and for lots of girls, but also guys, too. You know what? Ken was rocking it. I liked La La Land so much. Astrid didn't like it, but I liked it so much that I'm willing to go see Ryan Gosling in almost any movie where he sings. Because I was impressed by the whole movie. I thought it was really... You didn't, did you like La La Land? How can you not like La La Land? <laughs> La La Land was so good. I'm very particular about my singing movies. There's only one singing movie that I like. It's La La Land. Mm. That's it. <laughs> that and Lion King. I mean, there's only two singing movies that I really like. And I those like are Chicago. the two. I couldn't get into Chicago. I just I couldn't know. do it. No. Roxy? No, I don't even remember the names. That's how bad it was. I, I watched that... Uh, what's that one where the... The guy did the the Hans, whatever his name was, or whoever did, um, oh, what's that movie? Now I can't think of it. Um, not Les Mis- Miserables, but. Uh, a lot of the old ones are classics, like Singing in the Rain yeah, but and there's that, that kind of thing. But there's that famous guy stuff. who's famous for making like, you know, like pastiche, multicolored musical oh, movies. Oh, wait, wait. Did he do the. Um, yes. 
Not like, yeah. No, yes, you know who like, I'm talking yeah. about. You know what I'm talking Moulin about. Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yes, that was it. Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. And I watched that movie, and that was okay, but I couldn't yeah. get into it. I had a friend, and she just loved, like, when that came out, that Moulin Rouge, she just burned the fuck out of that CD. And I was like, it's it's not that good. Like, it's okay, but it's not that good. <laughs> what was the one with George Clooney? And they were like, you know... Uh, I'm yeah. a constant sinner <laughs> of constant power and refresh and he's answered in a way. He has that one. Thou shalt, thou uh, art thou, thou art. You know what I'm talking about. I know, I can't remember. We're so bad. I know. We're literally two senior we're, citizens I, trying to remember so which bad. musicals are that best. That came out a long time ago. It did. Where, where are thou? Uh, Oh brother, where oh, are they? Brother, where yes, are thou? That yes, was it. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good. It movie. was a good movie. Any of those movies with those those uh, the Coen Brothers is good. <laughs> it really. There's not really a movie are. in the Coen Brothers no. catalog that I don't like. Exactly. If Fargo is one of the best movies it in my opinion really, that's ever been Fargo's made. Fargo is amazing. Anytime Fargo is on, I will stop and I will watch Fargo because the guy. I, I'm not. I certainly don't ask me to remember his fucking name, but the guy. <laughs> oh, William. A, William Macy. Yeah. How did I even remember that, Brian? That's amazing. I'm, I want to. I want to talk to my psychiatrist and tell, or my therapist and tell her how much I'm remembering. Um, <laughs> I thought I was getting early onset dementia one time. No, everybody thinks that. I think I know. we're inundated with so I know. much and these days. So then my so doctor gives me a this. test. So I go into yeah. my doctor. I'm having cluster headaches. And so he says, what do you do for the cluster headaches? And again, we're getting completely off track. And I want to get back. <laughs> I want to get back to this. So I'm just, I'm putting a post in this because I know I'm going to be frustrated at myself that I didn't I'll write it my down. Talk. We went back to, we, okay. we're going to go back to William H. William Mace. H. Macy. Okay. Okay. So I go to the doctor, cluster headaches, can't remember a fucking thing. And I'm really concerned. Like I'm actually legitimately concerned. Yeah, it's a tumor. Yeah, it's a tumor. Mm-hmm. I'm dying. I have yep. early onset dementia. That's what's going on. I'm going to be yep. a pile of mush in five years and I won't recognize my children. I'm so stressed out about this for weeks. I finally get an appointment with the doctor, a doctor that I really respect and like, and he's very pragmatic. He's very pragmatic. He, he's, a, he's a pragmatic <laughs> pragmatist. Just, just like so, you. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> so I go in there and I say, doc, these headaches, that I can't remember anything. I, I, I mean, I don't even remember the guy's name, actually. I don't know my own doctor's <laughs> name, so... <laughs> I, really I really don't remember his name. Oh so God. this is what I say to him. And he goes, stop, 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 stop. Purple, uh, George Washington, uh, you know, uh, turtle shell. And I'm like, what? And he's like, purple, George Washington, turtle shell. And I'm like, okay. He's like, just remember those three words. And, he, and I was like, okay. He's like, continue. And I was like, I got this cluster headaches, but it's out of that. And then he, he stops and he says, red. And I was like, what? And he goes, red, remember that. And I was like, okay. And so then he's like, continue. He says, listen, you're taking ibuprofen for your cluster headaches. Stop taking ibuprofen. You have bounce back headaches. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're physically addicted to ibuprofen. And I'm like, physically addicted to ibuprofen? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be physically addicted to anything, it's going to be Vicodin. <laughs> Why? Uh, ibuprofen? I'm that much of a pussy? I'm that much of a lightweight? I stop drinking, I get addicted to ibuprofen? That's my vice in life? I used to do blow on a Tuesday afternoon off strippers' tits. And now I'm addicted to ibuprofen? Yeah. What? That's what happens. I am getting early onset dementia <laughs> from ibuprofen. <laughs> so this it goes on for half an hour. He tells me all about this, blah, blah, blah. Brian, wh- it, so then at the end of it, I say, okay, stop taking ibuprofen. Do stretches for this. Blah, 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 blah. What's the four words I said? And I was like, you know, purple, George Washington, you know, turtle shell, red. 
And he's like, you have no you're problems good. with your memory. You're good. You're good. Yeah. He's like, you're good. He's like, you're old. You're getting old. You're good. But I tend to think, though, it's, I mean, it has to be something related to all, I mean, we're inundated with everything he all said the time. It. Yeah, he said and, it. and like, it's so much to the fact that like, I can't even decide where I need to focus. I mean, I want to read the news. I want to listen to the podcast. I want to listen to music. Oh, yeah. And then there's this other thing that yeah. I want to go to the museum that's got the thing at the thing I wanted to see. And then they're... You're so right. You are so fucking right about this. And then try having children on top of that. Yeah. 12 children or however many fucking kids are running around this house. You have all these kids and it becomes the center of attention 24 mm-hmm. fucking hours a day. And you're so right about this. Even if I didn't have children, there are so many movies, television shows, yep. books that are half finished, yep. you know, audio <laughs> podcasts that I start and I never finish. There's and, and then put on top of that, the the pure nonsense that I'm researching for this fucking show all the time. <laughs> right. My head is literally... F- I could tell you every crappy dating show that ever existed, but I have a hard time remembering my third child's name. Like, that's how terrible <laughs> my mind is right now. Yeah. And there, and then I decided, and, and then I talked to him about this, and I think this is true. I think I did have a bit of this, what they call, what they refer to as long COVID, oh, right. this brain fog. And I, I will, agree too. I will tell you something. There is a moment, there is a, like two months of this podcast. If I go back and I listen to those episodes, I can tell I'm having brain fog. I can tell I'm struggling to get some words mm-hmm. out. I'm speak so fast that I, if I make a mistake, I just talk faster. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't give you time to recognize that I'm making mm-hmm. a mistake because I just think so fast and talk so fast. But there was a two-month period when I could tell that I was struggling. I can remember the day, February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. You can remember the day you lost your memory? I can, I can remember the day that I lost my memory. Wow. <laughs> I can remember the day when the fog lifted, when I um. actually felt like I woke up and like my brain was clearer. And I think that has it's something to do thing. with long COVID. Yeah, no, I think so too. There's stuff they don't Man, even know fuck about that COVID. COVID. I know. Fuck that COVID. We're all learning about it now. Mm. They, the masks weren't working. The social distancing was just made up. Listen, they were just doing the best they can with the information they had at the time. I ain't mad. What were they going to do? Nothing? Just say, we don't know, so don't do anything? Yeah. That's not what they were going to say. They had to say something. They had to do something, so that's what they did. So when Back William, William H. H. Macy... Macy. Oh, yeah. did it at the same time. <laughs> yes. official. When William, H. Ma- when William H. Macy in that movie starts to come unglued because of his own doing, that is a moment in a, in a movie when you either feel it in your bones or you don't feel it. When he's sitting in his office and someone has called him and they ask him for the VIN numbers because he's been fraudulently bar- you know, stealing the money and, and taking these loans out and all this other stuff. When in that moment, when you look at his face and he starts thrashing the office around and he's really upset because he knows he just got his wife kidnapped for absolutely no reason, it's not working out. In that moment, you either feel that, you either know that feeling of, oh shit, I fucked up and I need to try and fix it or come clean or whatever, or you don't know that feeling. Brian knows that feeling a million (laughs) times over because I basically live my life like that. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So he is so good in that movie. And and the Coen brothers directed that movie so brilliantly that in my opinion, in my estimation, you feel that movie, if you feel that movie, you feel it deep down in your bones. Like, you just you just get that sense. You know what you would have done in that similar situation. I know what I would have done had I had my wife kidnapped for money <laughs> because the commercial break was not making it. What did I just say? Cars. Cars. I meant the, the cars. The cars. <laughs> not the commercial break. Oh, my God. If anybody's out there that Ooh. knows how... Chrissy needs to be kidnapped. <laughs> 
Don't worry, Chrissy. You're just going on a ride for a few hours. Oh, okay. But it's my ploy to get people back on Patreon. <laughs> if we can get three Patreon members, I'll release Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if someone kidnapped you and the, the, the ransom demand was three additional Patreon followers? <laughs> if it was this podcast, Chrissy would be gone forever. <laughs> no one wants to pay for us. <laughs> Everyone's happy to ride on their coattails. Jeff and- would pay. Jeff would pay. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he would pay, but for pay- Patreon, he'd probably be like, do I really have to get Patreon? Can I just give you the $15? <laughs> but that's okay. You can go to Rocket Money and cancel your subscription. Rocket oh, Money sponsors this Rocket episode. Rocket Money. Look I heard that. Yeah. you doing that oh, the good other day. Old Rocket yeah. Money. Love those guys at Rocket Money. Yes. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer and i just love this product it's actually kind of serendipitous that i am suffering from allergies today just took my claritin d and i quite frankly look forward to the relief and so i don't sound like a duck fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away find claritin d at your pharmacy counter ask for claritin d at your local pharmacy counter you don't even need a prescription go to claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claritin clear please use as directed and we want to thank claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. I have to get a tooth pulled. Oh, yeah. again? No, not again. I didn't. What are you talking about again? Well, I thought, well, you had a root canal. I had a root canal situation a while back. What do you think? I get just teeth falling out of my head? <laughs> it's because I have early onset is dementia. That, Doesn't that, mean my teeth are going too. Is that the same tooth? That same you tooth. Had, uh, same tooth. Can't save it. I had a root canal on this tooth back in January, January, February. Doctor, actually, let's go back a little bit. Doctor, in November, I go get my teeth cleaning every three months. Tooth cleaning. So, three months. Every three months. Yeah. You get your teeth cleaned every three yes, months? Yes, I oh, do. Okay. I know you're only supposed to get it done every five months or whatever. Six what is months. It? Six months? When you get, or the insurance allows you to get it done yeah. every six months. I get it done every Extra. three months. And I'll tell you why. It's because I have had so many issues with my teeth that I no longer wish to have issues with my teeth. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate people putting their hands in my mouth. I, I hate feel dental bad work. for people that have bad teeth that have to get all that work done. It's terrible. And thank you. I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> it's terrible. I feel empathy for so, you. So, thank you. So I go and they do the yearly, you know, whatever, the x-rays or the every twice a year x-rays. They do the x-rays and the doctor comes in and she says, you got a crack in one of your teeth. And I'm like, what? And she's like, it's tiny. It's a hairline. And it wasn't bothering me. So I was like, well, it's not bothering me. She's like, I know it's not bothering you now, but it's a crack in your tooth and it's going to bother you at some point. Well, lo and behold, you know, during the holidays, it started bothering me. So in January, February, I go and I get a root canal. Now, like the two other root canals before that I've had in my life, my roots are so deep, they're so big that she has to use special drills to get down to the bottom ah. of them. Yes. And it was a three hour procedure the first time. 
I get out of the chair. I've been there for three hours. She's had this thing holding my mouth open the entire time. And on top of that, I have TMJ. So now my entire mouth is just irritated and swollen. So I let it kind of settle down over the next couple of weeks. And then it starts hurting again. That same tooth. I go in. She's like, that's impossible. You have a root canal. If you're having pain, there's something else going on here. So she goes in again. She opens the tooth up again. She goes in again. doing all of this. Yes. Yeah. She does it a second time. Uh, then she gives me antibiotics and steroids. Everything goes away. I come back. You know, in, back in the day, I would have gone to the dentist at least for some good painkillers. You know what I'm saying? I would have walked right. in and been like, I need some Vicodin for this. But now I'm just addic- I get addicted to ibuprofen, so I can't have any Vicodin. <laughs> I'm a full-blown addict. <laughs> whatever you ingest. Yeah, whatever I ingest. To. That's right. So then third time, third time's the charm, and, it, and still I'm feeling pain. So I go and I get a second opinion. And the lady says the same thing. You got a hairline fracture. The, the root canal is beautiful. It's been non, done nicely, but there's a fracture and fractured teeth. Sometimes they just, they can't be, they can't be called. The, they, the pain cannot be calmed. You have to go uh. get it pulled. So I go to the oral surgeon and he's like, yep, gonna have to yank it. That's, he walks in the door and he's like, yep, gonna have to yank it. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, of course you that would say that. That's your job. I know. He was, amazing. he was really nice. His nurse was super nice. Yeah. He didn't get a lot she of. She was making up for him. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Well, I waited in a fucking line to get into the dentist yesterday. I guess Mondays is when they do all the consultations and then they do all the surgeries the rest of the week. So I waited in a line. Everybody's getting pushed in and out of there. I walk in. Literally, the nurse spends 30 minutes with me, you know, explaining what's going to happen or what could happen or, you know, she's, but let me, ah, the dentist will tell you. He walks in and goes, yeah, I'm going to have to yank it. And I go, why? And he goes, what do you mean, why? Is it hurting you? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, you got to pull it out. <laughs> And I was like, I know, but this isn't like there's something you can do to save it. He's like, what, what do you want me to do? I pull it out. I put in a new tooth. That's what I do. That's yeah. how I save it. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. He's like, but I'm going to have to also do a bone graft. And I'm like, a bone graft? Ooh, bone graft. Uh, Jeff's mom had to have that oh. done. I'm like, why a bone yeah. graft? And he's like, well, because when I put the the peg in your, the steel peg in yes, your jaw. it's a whole thing. Steel peg in my jaw. Yep. What? Really? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, really. I'm going to swill this fucking steel peg about an inch and a half up into your jaw. He goes, but it's such a big opening because you have such long roots. I'm going to have to do a bone graft. Here's how I do it. I take blood. I spin out the particles or the platelets or whatever. (laughs) I mix it up with sand and I stuff it in your mouth. Your body will recognize it and grow new bone. And I'm like, that sounds awful. And he goes, yeah, it's not very pleasant. But the good news is you'll be asleep. And I'm like, I will. And he goes, if you pay for it. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you expect me to be awake? I I know. And he goes, I don't expect you to do anything. He goes, but if you want to be awake, and I go, I don't want to be awake, but it costs more to go to sleep. He's like, yeah, I got to get an anesthesiologist. He's like, what? Do you not know how this all works? And I was like, no, I don't actually. I've never had a tooth implant. So he says, well, listen, you do this one of two ways. You do it awake. I'll dope you up as much as I can. I'll make that mouth mouth as numb. But. If I had to put my knee on your chest to pull that tooth out, it may be unpleasant. <gasps> oh, my God. And I God. was like, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, how do you think we get a tooth out of the head? He's like, you just don't put a no. string around it and close the door. <laughs> he's like, I ain't the tooth fairy. <laughs> this guy was such a character. And I was like, okay, so if you had to put a knee on my chest, he goes, well, I some people. Him like, I know. No! Ah. 
So he says, Can I film this for the commercial? Oh break? my God, I wish we could. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask the guy. Yeah. That'll uh, be a good He in- seems like he's yeah. open to funny. I'm pretty sure that the reason why you don't see a lot of videos <laughs> of dentists with knees on their chest pulling teeth out is because it's a bad endorsement for their business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I say to the guy, Hey, listen, uh, if you get put you might if you have to just use a little extra force, he's like, listen. It's not about the extra force. Yeah, you got to really yank those things out of there. That's a molar. It's way in there. He's like, I'm going to have to really do, I'm going to really get it out. And he goes, and the tooth cracks oftentimes. And when you crack the tooth, then you got to go dig around, get the extra pieces. He's like, some people just find that wholly unpleasant. And I was like, I find talking about it wholly unpleasant. (laughs) He's like, well, then I think you're a good candidate for anesthesia. However, that does not come for free. And I was like, oh, man, how much is that? He's like, I don't handle the financing, but I just want to know if you want to be awake or asleep. I'm like, like, I'm asleep. That's fucking $6,000 to get a tooth taken out of your head and an implant put in. $6,000. And guess how much insurance costs it takes Mm -hmm. of that? Zero. You should have seen the look the financing lady gave me when I go, does my regular? She goes, you're out of benefits, so it's $6,000. And I'm like, and regular health insurance doesn't cover this? And she's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Is this whole office full of assholes? Are you all smart asses? Did you go to church? Is this an act you're doing? Are you looking for a sitcom? Is there a pilot for a reality (laughs) show going on here? Exactly. Everybody's funny in their own fucking way? Come on. Let's get it together. So, point being, I got to get this fucking tooth yanked out of my head, and then I got to go get a damn implant, and the the whole thing either takes... Six months, or it takes nine months. It just depends on how you well, heal. Well, the bone graft yeah, is the, the bone part graft. that happens first, and he has to see how that takes. Well, he said if he goes in there, he yanks out the tooth and the roots, and he cleans it all out, and it looks, and it doesn't look, um, he's like, if it doesn't look good to me, meaning that there's tissue in there that I see needs to be healed before we do anything, he's like, I close it up with a couple stitches, we wait three months, you come back, I do the bone graft, then then you wait another three months and then you go get your your implant fitted, the actual top of the yeah. implant fitted. And I'm like, this sounds a fucking complicated procedure. And Jeff's here's, mom's been going through this for like two years. Did she pay $6,000? Oh, she's paid more than that. I mean, do you have a tooth pulled? Well, poor thing, she, you know, she fell um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She knocked out all her teeth. Her her face, yeah, hit the ground, hit the concrete. And um, yeah, emergency dentist, the whole thing. Hey, girl, (laughs) while you're down there on the ground with no teeth, I thought you might want to get up and (laughs) and give me a biblically adjusted blowjob. You know what I'm saying? A biblical blowjob. Hey, girl, listen, I ain't asking for much, I'm just asking for a nummy. A gummy. BBJ? A BBJ. A biblical Bible blowjob. A BBB. I mean, what would Jesus do? That's what you got to ask yourself. He washed a lot of feet. I'm sure he would have washed a dick. Had homosexuality been a thing. You know what I'm saying? All right, girl, call me back when you get those teeth fixed. <laughs> I can see oh, Carl. Carl. Oh, I miss Carl. Carl. I do miss Carl. Carl will be back. Carl's around. Carl's around. I like He's to. I like to. in the wings. Yeah. I like to circle in and out the characters, mainly because I forget how to do their voices sometimes. <laughs> He's hanging out with the baby. Ba- d- baby, what was it? Uh, baby's, baby Satan. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, <laughs> baby um, Dante. Baby Dante. That Dante. Was it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, ga, ga. <laughs> the fuck is going on here? Go, go, ga, ga. Suck my dick. Grandma. Now that you lost all those teeth. <laughs> or was it this? Go, go, gaga. I think that was it. I think that was it. Suck my dick. Yeah, that sounds better. 
That's my voice. Gaga, goo, goo, pee, pee, poo, poo. So, your old grams fell down, hit her face, and then uh, what happened after that? Well, she's been going through the bone grafting and oral wow. surgery wow. for two years. Two years. Yeah, so be careful. That's 100% of my lifespan. <laughs> what do you want? You're bitching and complaining. I have had no teeth either. <laughs> Works out just fine for me. I just grab onto a tit whenever I see one. Speaking of tits, can I borrow one? Blue. <laughs> oh, is blue, is blue back there? Mm-hmm. Well, good. It's not the kids today. They're gone. So it's just blue barking at whatever. <laughs> blue. What a bitch. Dante. Dante. Yeah. But speaking of Dante, that's the real Dante mm-hmm. back there. So, yeah. I mean, listen, I know that this it's is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. She had I'm a lot sorry. of her front well, teeth knocked out, I can right? Help. Yeah. You can help by, you know, getting me some of that pain medication your, your, <laughs> your stepmom had. Yeah. Right. Your mother in law. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talked. So I say, hey, what's the recovery like? And she's like, well, listen, you got for a couple of days, you just relax yeah. and take it easy, right? Yeah. She's like, you have some stitches. First day, you're gonna, you won't, you won't do anything. Second day, just rest, take it easy. Chair, she called it. You'll be under chair rest, right? Not bed rest, <laughs> but chair rest. We just want you to relax and hang out. Uh, second day, and then third day, you should be able to try and get back to some of your normal activities. You'll probably still be in some pain. And I'm like, so what's the pain medication situation like here? And she's like, we can give you twelve. And I was like, twelve. And she's like, twelve actual pills <laughs> of whatever she said. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. Well, it's 12 sounds like a minuscule amount of, of medicine for a lot of damage being done to my te- tooth. I'm not asking for pain medication. I'm just saying that seems minimal. And she's like, well, we can only dole out three days at a time. So if you need more, you have to come back and we actually have to see you and then blah, blah, blah. She mm-hmm. goes, it's a real fucking pain in the ass now. I'm, I'm concerned about people who are in actually in pain yeah. and how they are getting their medication. Uh, because I, I know that um, I don't need pain medication. Give me some ibuprofen. I'm already addicted to mm-hmm. that, right? But it, I, I feel bad for people who are actually like in pain. And yeah, it's a whole thing to have to go through. I, I don't know. I never got into the pain pills, but I mean, it's a whole thing. I've taken some pain and pills. Are, in my and, life. and people are in chronic yeah, pain. Of course, they're in chronic pain. And one of the only things that can help is this is opioids because we don't have mm-hmm. a better solution than op- opioids. They're like literally the universe's gift to our pain tolerance right and so but then you make this blanket statement that you can't do anything for anybody unless you have 55 pieces of paper and you know doctors are getting arrested all over the country and some of them should be arrested yeah absolutely but others of them are just trying to manage the pain of really chronically sick people who need the pain medication it's like if you get to a point in life where you cannot function because of pain and pain medication gives you then ounce mm-hmm. of hope to have some kind of normal you day you should be able to take that pain medication like fucking syrup just drink as much as you want a- and people who are dying or who have cancer those those three people and people who have surgery you should be able to get the adequate amount of pain relief that you need and i know the cdc or whoever makes these rules the fda they're lifting some of these guidelines understanding that people are getting caught in the crosshairs i don't want to see kids dying in the street either from pill parties or whatever the fuck is going on i don't want to see kids dying in the street either what i also don't want to see is people unnecessarily in pain Mm -hmm. uh you know that's it i don't want to have to go to the internet and buy that what is that fucking shit that people are buying What's that shit that people buy at the at the gas station? Uh, um, Why Ryan three thousand? Yeah, Why Ryan three thousand? Why Ryan three thousand? Not approved by the FDA or the CDC. Um, it's like this. 
this leaf, yeah. the tea that they make with Cran- it, cranium, cranium, kratom, kratom, that's it, kratom. I see it at the local gas station. Mm-hmm. They have fifty different kinds of kratom. I saw a guy there the other day. He looked really itchy, by the way. He, he looked like the kind of guy who needed kratom. Yeah, I think you can right? get addicted he was like, to it. Yeah, he had like a. It's one hundred and seven degrees in Atlanta right now. He had a hoodie on and sweatpants and shoes, and he was like like this, and he was asking the guy for like three different types of kratom. <laughs> And I was like, dude's going through bad withdrawals right now. And apparently Kratom is like, uh, and can turn, I guess it turns on your opioid receptors or yeah. whatever. And it helps people with, rejo- with withdrawal and with pain. And thank God, at least this one thing, the federal government hasn't had their, get their, their claws into. You know what else the federal government <laughs> should keep their claws out of? I'm going to tell you right now. What? I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. Hey everybody, it's your favorite part of the show where I pine for more of your attention. First way you can help fill this hole in my soul, go to Apple and leave us a positive review. It takes two seconds out of your day and it really does help grow the show. But there's no quid pro quo here. You don't have to give us anything to get something for free. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button and send us your physical address. We'll send you a 21 EPM sticker directly to your locale. You can also go to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes the same day they air here on the audio feed 855-TCB-8383 is where you go to drop us a text message questions comments concerns content ideas we take them all at 1-855-TCB-8383 add the commercial break on instagram if you're into that kind of thing and tcb podcast on tiktok it's what i hear the kids are doing it's all the rage one last thing if you could if you will if you would visit our sponsors websites buy their products if you're in the market for them and always use our specialized urls or codes when and if you can they pay our bills and who knows you may be the reason we have electricity in the studio tomorrow and i thank you ahead of time for that kind gesture let's listen to those sponsors for a few minutes and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break This episode is sponsored in part by Rocket Money. During the pandemic, I went on an epic run of bad financial luck, in part because I kept buying billboards in Iowa for the commercial break. Upon further investigation as to where exactly my money was going, I discovered that many, many subscription services were hitting my bank account or my credit cards every single month, and I had not been aware, nor had I been using those subscriptions for months, and in one case, for years. Years! I was paying these people. I needed these people to stop charging my credit card. I hadn't used their service in years. That's when I got serious and I downloaded Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that allows you to cancel unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of us have subscriptions that we've forgotten about, and chances are, just like me, they're dinging your credit card or your bank account every month, and you don't use the service. Rocket Money is here to help. Our family is a big fan of this application. We've used it long before Rocket Money became a sponsor of the commercial break. I have one finance app, Rocket Money, that I can log into and keep up with all my comings and goings. All the subscriptions I'm paying for, my bills, it helps me track my spending, it even helps me save money. And now Rocket Money is allowing you to try it for 30 days absolutely free. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash TCB. That's rocketmoney.com slash TCB. We've been using it for a long time. We love it. Rocketmoney.com slash TCB. And thank you to Rocket Money for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. So excited to share with you that Harry's is a sponsor of this episode. Eggs, milk, paper towels, and toilet paper. 
four things you never scrimp on, and let me add a fifth. Razors. Guys, as just a young buck up-and-coming TCB podcast host, I would walk into my favorite grocery store and pick out whichever discount disposable razor was on the shelf. Why? Because I didn't know any better, but now I do. Getting a good quality razor means you don't have to cut yourself, nick yourself, and deal with razor burn every morning. And when you're a middling podcast host on camera, that's important every time I get in the studio. I do it for you. I shave for you. But I don't want to deal with all the drama that a bad razor can cause. And that's why six years ago, I switched to Harry's. Nothing's more exciting than getting a new Harry's package in the mail. And when I get a new razor handle... Man, am I super excited because it feels heavy and weighty in your hands, gives you the ability to shape and curve that beard just how you want to, and whatever else you're going to do on your body, that's your own business. Harry's can take care of it. No more razor burn. No more bad shaves. No more weird beard angles because you can't get your disposable razor to run around that chiseled jaw that you have. And no more toothpaste on your neck because you're bleeding everywhere from a bad shave. Harry's has you covered. Harry's.com slash TCB is where you get your starter pack for just $3. Get your best shave this summer with Harry's. Guys, get your best shave this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash TCB. That's harrys.com slash TCB for a $3 starter set. Six years and counting. I swear by Harry's. I love this company. Harry's.com slash TCB for a $3 starter set. You're going to look high and tight this summer. Go get it. Harry's.com slash TCB and Thank you to Harry's for becoming a sponsor of The Commercial Break. Tina and I were trolling on the internet together, uh, not in the same place, but together, going back and forth about a content idea. And Tina sent me the most interesting Instagram reel I've seen in a long time. And it was a lady who said, it said, this is why Gen X doesn't trust anyone. And then this lady goes on and she says, I can't believe you motherfuckers are trying to make me feel crazy again. And I was like, starts off kind of weird, right? I thought she was, maybe Tina was sending me something about a video of someone coming unglued. Well, she does come unglued. And she comes unglued because she says, I spent my entire childhood almost every week looking at the mail that came in the door because that was a form of entertainment, to look at the mail that came in the door, the actual mail, physical mail. And every fucking week, for however many years of my life, Ed McMahon oh, yeah. was on the front of the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes, uh-huh. came to our house every week, and now the internet is trying to tell me that that never happened. Ed McMahon was never part of Publishers Clearinghouse. So I'm like, what the fuck is this lady saying? She's like, it's been wiped of the internet. Ed McMahon clearly was the publisher's clearinghouse guy. Did you remember Ed McMahon? Of course. Giving away publisher clearinghouse checks at front doors? Yes. I'm about to blow your fucking nuts off. No way. Never happened. It never happened. He never worked for publisher's clearinghouse ever. He never gave a check on behalf of publisher's clearinghouse. He was just like a paid actor. He was never a paid actor. He never had anything to do with publisher's clearinghouse. He was never on the mail. He was never. Who was the guy? There was another guy. He was an old gray haired guy. But Ed McMahon had nothing to do with it. Yet millions of us remember it differently. How is that possible? Mandela in full effect. Mandela effect in full effect. Wow. Ed McMahon was known for two things. Hoah! Right? Star Search. Star Search. Yep. And Publishers Clearinghouse. And then he happened to be Johnny Carson's guy. But Johnny Carson yep. 
was gone when we were kids. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I, he wasn't around for very long. But he was Johnny Carson's wingman mm-hmm. on that show. He said almost nothing. He laughed loudly like Santa Claus. Oh, 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 oh. At anything everybody said. He was basically a stool pigeon for Johnny Carson. He was like just a guy who sat there and laughed at Johnny Carson. So he was his, he was Johnny Carson's binky. That's right. He was Johnny Carson's <laughs> binky. Chrissy's my Ed McMahon. <laughs> only she actually talks. He never I don't think he was allowed to talk, actually. I think contractually. Johnny didn't Johnny like it. Johnny was like, go fuck yourself, Ed. You ride on my coattails for 50 years. <laughs> so Ed McMahon is Johnny Carson's wingman when Johnny Carson was the host of the Tonight Show way back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and part of the 80s. Then he starts to do a show called Star Search. That was huge. Which is like an early voice. Or, or American Idol. Um, or Americans Got Talent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's a bunch of people that would go up. There would be a panel of judges. They would audition. The judges would judge them. And then they would go head to head. Two singers. Two or dance Dance groups. groups yep. Comedians. Yep. And famous people got oh, their yeah, start. tons. Jerry Seinfeld was on there, I think. Mm. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was on there, I think. <laughs> A bunch of people. A bunch of people. And a bunch of people lost, by the way. A bunch of people yeah. lost Star Search, became very famous. True. So that's the second thing he was known for. Then the third thing that we, Gen X, Z, whatever you want to call us, that we knew Ed McMahon for was that goddamn research into this. Publisher's Clearinghouse. I did. And let me explain why we all think this. Okay. I'm about to solve this for everybody. I'm about to solve this problem pragmatically because i'm a pragmatic <laughs> pragmatist i'm a husband a father, father. <laughs> pragmatic pragmatist host of a mediocre middling podcast <laughs> number 312 on the charts <laughs> i went back and listened to one of our episodes and we were celebrating being number 70 <laughs> in germany <laughs> we thought that was the best thing in the world it was the best thing in the world if we could only get back to that know, high point in our career that was like the high water mark for the commercial break. <laughs> Number 70 in Germany. <laughs> okay, I'm about to solve it. You ready? Yes. Let's for evidence number 1. You don't remember Johnny uh Ed McMahon being a part of Publishers Clearinghouse. You remember Ed McMahon being a part of American Family Giveaway, American Sweepstakes, American Family Sweepstakes, I think is what it was called. Was that like a competitor? It was a competitor. It was very similar. As a matter of fact, it was similar in every single way. They basically sent coupons to you. Mm -hmm. They tried to get you to sign up for one of the services. So here's how it went. They would send a big mailer out. Ed McMahon would be on the front of that mailer, not, not PCH, but the other one. They would send a big mailer out. It had a bunch of coupons, like hundreds of coupons in there. Yeah, for like gutter removal. Garage uh, doors. Yeah, it was yeah. like a lot of home stuff. A lot of home stuff, like as seen on TV, mm-hmm. bullshit, uh, services, you know, stuff you could buy, and then you had a coupon for it. They also tried to get you to sign up to magazines. Publishers Clearinghouse yes, specifically magazine. was trying to get you to sign up for year-long subscriptions of magazines, and they sold millions and millions and millions of magazines this way. This other one was more about the coupons. And then you would, you know, you would fill out your form. You would send it in. They would pick one winner every couple of months to win a million dollars, two million dollars, or $10 million, depending on which. And all you, you didn't have to purchase anything. All you had to do was send in. And then they would film them giving away these fake, big, fake checks. Surprising people. They would knock house. on your front door. Yeah. Hey, with yeah. the balloons. Hey, you want a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Woo. So I present to you the evidence that conclusively puts this one to bed. 
And this is a big internet sensation right now. People are going crazy. They can't believe that Ed never was a part of PCH. But he wasn't. He was a part of this. Watch. Oh, okay, let me start it over again. That Eggman Man and Dick Clark? Yep. Has it really been 10 years, Ed? Sure has. 10 years of American family millionaires. And some have actually won $10 million? Oh, yes. More $10 million winners than $2 million winners. Here's our latest $10 million winner, Andy Biggs. Congratulations. Are you glad you had her? You bet. <laughs> you bet. I got a room full of whores and cocaine right now. What do you guys say we party? Come on, Dick. <laughs> Your name's Dick. You're Dick fucking Clark. I know you've had a few snort snorts. I mean, you did American Bandstand in the 70s. Tell me that George Clinton didn't give you some cocaine for your little nose. Believable. Well, I'll tell you what. Watch your mail for the envelope with my picture. I'll announce the $10 million number before you know it. Don't miss out. Enter now. They paid those guys a lot of money. They paid those guys a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where I think everybody, where, where kind of where this gets a little funky in people's heads. Snopes, which I trust most of the time, says that he definitely had no relationship with Publishers Clearinghouse. However, since he was known for being this guy that was giving away money on this American family sweepstakes, he got lumped in with the Publishers Clearinghouse. And a lot of in our memories. news reports, uh, places where he would show up, like The Tonight Show, The Tom Green Show, The Arsenio Hall Show, other interviews he did, they would say, it's amazing you've been doing this Publishers Clearinghouse thing for years and you've been giving away millions of dollars to unsuspecting people who got in this thing. He would never correct them. Uh... He wouldn't correct them. They would say it. He wouldn't. But he would not correct them. For whatever reason, he just kept he kept it rolling. Yeah, he's like, whoever's paying yes. me. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even yeah. know. Yeah, he doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> Ed is like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. What does it matter to me? <laughs> Fill out one of them, you know? <laughs> right. Fill out both of them. I don't care. So Ed never made it clear in these interviews that he was not, in fact, working for see, Publishers Clearing. Look, that was from 1994. This is from 1992. Dick, I'd like you to meet David Brumbelow. Hi, David. He's American Family's first $10 million winner. What did you think when you saw Ed's picture in your mail? I knew I better enter fast. You didn't. I knew I wanted to stick my dick in the envelope. That's what I knew. <laughs> I, better enter I knew fast. I better enter fast. <laughs> so I finished my dozen Krispy Kremes, and I went to the post office, and I got myself some two-cent stamps. And then I sent in. I sent it back in. And then before you know it, I'm $10 million richer. <laughs> I lost my wife and all my children. I guess it was kind of before, like, lotteries took hold. No, lottery's been around for a long time in in one way, shape, or form. Like, the lottery in Chicago, the Illinois lottery, since I was a kid, right? But Georgia didn't get theirs until... No, they didn't get theirs until the 90s, Uh like, around the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. But they became popular, I would say, in the 90s. Almost every state had some kind of lottery. So, yeah, you might be right. Before they kind of took hold... In, like this in was all a places. way to win yes. big money. A way to win big money and you had to do Without nothing. going to a casino, yeah. Yeah, look at Bill Blundelberger here. Yeah. <laughs> Blundelberger. He looks excited, doesn't he? He looks like Bill Blunderberger. <laughs> That's what he looks like. You had the winning entry. No, but I sure wanted the $10 million. That's the spirit, David. Why let all that money go to someone else? Yeah, why not enter? It's the best thing I ever did. Right? Yeah, why not enter? It's the best thing I ever did. <laughs> he looks like this, the lost member of the Mountain Monsters cast. <laughs> does. Doesn't he? he does. I don't mean to be mean, but... <laughs> that $10 million went to good use immediately. He went to McDonald's and bought one. Not a burger, a McDonald's. 
Return your sweepstakes entry from Dick and me now. Ed's going to announce the winning number for American Family soon. Real soon. <laughs> well, that's cryptic. Real soon. He's pointing to the camera. Real soon. <laughs> that's weird. It's like subliminal so messaging. Weird. Like old ladies across the country wake up, start murdering cats. <laughs> Must murder Ed McMahon's cats. Ah! Ah! <laughs> No. Okay, well, the mystery has been solved. The mystery? Then. Thank God you spent all your time looking into that. I looked into it. <laughs> I also watched a bunch of star searches because why not? Yeah. I'm bored. I'm here all alone. No one's no one's with me. Uh, oh man. I'm here. I know. You gonna be here when I'm when I have when I'm a toothless wonder? I will help. You Luckily, guys. it's on my non-camera I'm a good side. Nurse. Yeah, I'm a good nurse. I know you are. Mm-hmm. I know you are. And uh, you know, you know what else you can do? You can uh, nurse your hangover and go to our website, tcbpodcast.com. That's where you find out more information about Chrissy and I. You read all the show notes. You can watch all the video. You can listen to all the audio. It's all there, one location, right there, at tcbpodcast.com. It's amazing. It is amazing. But more importantly. If you want to send in your full name and address, we'll enter you into our sweepstakes for a free sticker. And you're guaranteed to win. A guaranteed winner. You can get a What Would Frankie Do sticker. You want to collect them all. Don't don't be shy. If you have a if you have a Series 1 sticker, you'll want a Series 2 sticker. Yes. These are going to be worth real money someday, folks. <laughs> Who needs Ed McMahon? You've got commercial breaks, Series 1 and Series 2 stickers. <laughs> That's right. This is actually Series 3 if you're lucky enough yes, to get a is. guitar pick sticker. Mm-hmm. So do this. Go to the website, hit the Contact Us button, drop us your name and your full physical address. We will send you a sticker. The next one coming out is What Would Frankie Do? WWFD. WWFD. You're going to want one of these. Uh, so go drop us your name and your address, and we'll send it off. YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Morgan does such a great job editing these episodes for YouTube. You'll find them funny, a lot more interesting than than not looking at our faces, is looking at our faces. <laughs> you want to see how ugly we are? Ugly I am. Go to YouTube.com slash the commercial break and do us a favor. We'd love to get to 5,000 subscribers, guys. I mean, there's there's we're a close. lot of you that listen to this show. I think we're close. No, we're not. No. 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 Okay. So, but if everybody would go and subscribe, we'd be there in a minute. So please do it. <laughs> go to youtube.com slash the commercial break, subscribe, and uh, like on any of your favorite videos at the commercial break on Instagram and the ever popular TCB podcast on TikTok. Also, 1 855 TCB 8383. That's 1 855 TCB 8383. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Text us your comments, questions, concerns, or content ideas. We'd love to hear them. And, uh, yeah, okay. So, listen, I debunked the myth. That's all I can do today, Chrissy. <laughs> I think so. So, I love you. I love you. Best you. I best you. And best you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I do say, we always say, and we must say, goodbye. goodbye.